The, this gentleman is a, is, a, is a world champion record holder in um, free diving. Okay. He's somebody that's held his breath for longer than 20 minutes. Oh. Now, I, you know, I'm excited when I can get to three minutes, and that's pretty good for the average person. Sure. But he has learned how to, uh, the, the, the words that he's shared were, um, he can communicate with his heart. Breaking news, fellows and ladies. It's time to wake up to the truth and get my new book, Immune Rejuvenation. I know, Steve, you've been reading it. I'm reading it right now. Pretty exciting. I it love it. just came out a few days ago at nickdelgado.com. Go to nickdelgado.com. Check out my newest book, Immune Rejuvenation, before Amazon even gets a chance to accept the edited version, we won't go into that detail, <laughs> but uh, some of you are going to get the unedited version I've right got it. now. I've got it. <laughs> NickDelgado.com. And also check out our coaching eligibility. We are accepting new clients, a handful, and some will get to work with me. Others will work with our elite coaches that have been training for five or ten years or longer. And they are the best in the world, trained and certified by yours truly. Let's go a little further now in our next segment. Here we go. Really, I suppose it comes back to the intelligence of the human body. There is so much in the human body if we can tap into it, as you say, with that awareness. So you plugged your nose for 10 days. I know Anders as well, by the way. Um, Anders from, from Sweden. So the two of you plugged your noses for 10 days. I'm intrigued. Tell me about it. <laughs> so working with Nyack, who is the chief of rhinology research at Stanford, I had this idea. We, we know that it's well established now. You certainly know this. I'm sure your, your viewers and listeners know this. Mouth breathing is bad news. Taking in unfiltered, unheated, unconditioned air. Everything about it is bad. But nobody really knew how quickly the problems associated with mouth breathing came on. They knew after years it could be bad, but could a few months of mouth breathing be bad? Mm. A few weeks, even a few days? Nobody knew, and I knew nobody was going to do this study. So I convinced NIAC to do a 20-day experiment with me. And I wanted one other person, because otherwise just an N1, somewhat meaningful, but not really meaningful. You have two people, at least you can look at both data sets and compare them. So for 10 days... Uh, we plugged our noses completely. No air was getting in. Silicon, I mean, it was awful. Uh, Earplugs of the nose with tape, <laughs> especially at, at night. Really, wow. really bad news. And the point of this wasn't to do some supersize me stunt, really. As you had mentioned, from 25 to 50% of us are mouth breathers. Um, and some of the, you know, maybe you said. Yeah. just a slightly smaller percentage is mouth breathing all the time. So in many ways, we're lulling our, ourselves into a, a state in which the vast, huge swath of the population is already experiencing. And I had certainly experienced as a kid. So we took every imaginable data marker, pulmonary function tests, blood work, cortisol levels, hormones, CO2, oath, I mean, on and on and on. And within the first night of forced mouth breathing, my snoring increased by 1300%. Wow. 
A couple days later, I was snoring four hours throughout the night. Um, wow. I went from snoring about two minutes to four hours in about three days. I suddenly got sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Anders had the exact same experience. His was even worse. And the day that the glorious day we took all this crap out of our noses and were able to breathe through our mouths or <laughs> through, through our noses as opposed to our mouths, mm-hmm. all that snoring disappeared and all of the sleep apnea disappeared. And all of our scores changed, stress levels changed, heart rate mm-hmm. variability shot through the roof. Heart rate variability is good, so you want that. <laughs> Um, I mean, I could go yes. on and on and yeah. beyond just how we felt fatigue, awareness on an emotional level, uh, not constantly dehydrated, mm-hmm. uh, was a tremendous difference. And I was lucky enough to feel both sides of this, the really bad part of it and the really good part of it after I would restored proper breathing. But a lot of people don't because they're conditioned to constantly breathe through their mouth and their bodies are acclimated to, to struggle to keep up with mouth breathing, to constantly have to defend the body against all the pathogens that come in, against the dry air, the cold air, and all the rest. So that, that, let's review. I mean, this is huge information. What, what it was is, it? Ten it days? Let, let's go back to ten, ten days. what he noticed. Just tremendous in heart rate variability. Uh, we, he went into his, his snoring, right? Snoring was a, a big part of what changed for him. And understand that he had already improved his breathing. Yeah. He, was, he had become a nose breather, and now he was going the other way. He was forcing himself to become a mouth breather. Yeah. And these markers that they were looking at were dramatic in terms of the result fatigue i mean he dehydration i'm sure he's not even done with telling the specifics of what they looked at because they looked at everything when they started so you know they had a before and after right but the physical changes the snoring the fatigue he was exhausted i mean it, it it's it's amazing it's just amazing because you don't think of it as being that big of a deal. You Huge. just don't. Who thinks about how you breathe? Nobody. You, Nobody. You're, you're, we're always breathing. I've been in the health industry. I, I know Tony Robbins would do a breathing exercise, mm-hmm. but we never got into the specifics about you know, mouth breathing versus nose breathing, except, like I said, I, and one of my friends stopped by, as you know, and he mentioned, you know, yeah, the Tibetans, the Indians, you know, yes. they were far ahead That's of right. the Chinese in, in knowing about the importance. Yeah. And, you know, I, being in the health field for 43 years, you know, and starting when I was 12 years old, I can even go back a little further, but I wasn't uh-huh. quite an expert yet. Uh-huh. But I certainly, you know, realized that performance and feeling of well-being and being able to lose weight and keep it off for 43 years and helping some of my clients also accomplish, you know, 40 years and more of success. You know, for me, when I get a new gem like this, I know I, I want to just jump up. It's, this is I why know. I'm so excited about I this know. show. I'm so glad we brought it up. Uh, it's so it's crazy, man. It's how, did, crazy. How, did, how did we get on this? Well, you know that, how. That, that I do Here, something? Yeah, yeah, of course. Here, check this out. Here's, here's your, your boy, but you mentioned his, his uh, okay. English is a little heavy. I measure your breathlessness I think he's Irish or Scottish. Yeah, here we go. I measure your upper tolerance of breathlessness. The second thing is the importance of nose breathing to improve arterial oxygen uptake. We also want to improve your tolerance to reduce oxygen and increase CO2. We want to show you to improve your aerobic capacity, increase EPO, and this is looking at the science 
breadth tolling, the effect it has on running time, running economy and running time, delay the onset of lactic acid and fatigue, improve respiratory muscle strength. Oh, I want to mention going back All where, where he, he mentioned EPO. Now, there is a technology that I alternate, not, not on the, within the same day, but uh, I'm using um, altitude, cyclic variations and adaptive conditioning. So at, at 14 to 20,000 feet, and then it drops at 1,000 feet per second for a 20-minute session. I know. The my C body's yeah, releasing EPO, <laughs> erythropoietin. Now, I know that's another reason why I've outperformed most athletes Absolutely. on a given basis. And it's so exciting to kind of bring these technologies together and – I know I'm planning to go visit a friend up in the upper, like, what is it, Mile High, Denver area. Denver, she, Colorado. She mentioned the city, it. but I, I had never heard of the city. But but oh. it was high enough. It was 8,000 feet. And I know my last visit to That's Denver was there. like, I was pedaling bike, and I consider myself a good athlete, but I was gassed. Okay. I mean, I was like, so now I'm, I'm training ahead of time before I go. up there, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's really unique reasons for athletes to know which therapy – how to combine them, and that's you know really critical if you want to be the best in the world. I think if, if an athlete is serious about his performance and he's not focused on breath work, he's missing a huge piece. Yeah, check this out. Let's go further huge with piece. what he's saying exactly. We give you a pre-match preparation, which is pretty revolutionary. I think we're the first ones to think about it, how to do it, to get the absolute utmost out of an individual pre-match. And we do a combination of relaxation, breath holding, hyperventilation, and then game. And it, you know, from a physiological point of view, um, of course, the sequence hasn't been trialed, but it's an experiment, but physiologically it makes sense. Improved sleep. A lot of my work is with sleep. Last week or two weeks ago, I was in Hong Kong, and I gave a four-day training at Kowloon Hospital. It was attended by ENTs, physiotherapists, speech and language pathology. And before that, I spoke at the World Sleep Fair. That was in Prague. That was attended by 1,500 medical doctors. Breathing through the nose is key for sleep. Any of your athletes or any of you as instructors or individuals, if you are mouth breathing, you're not going to have a good night's sleep. That has been shown. Um, so even just sleep alone is huge. That is an area just in itself. Exercise-induced asthma, my first 10 years of my work was working specifically with that. I've written two books that have been the best-selling, the top 10 best-selling asthma books in the world since 2005. There's a huge connection with the mind. Meditation is brilliant and following the breath is brilliant. However, we need to address breathing pattern disorders. Mindfulness doesn't address breathing pattern disorders. I was a mouth breather for 20 years. I was fast breathing for 20 years. And fast breathing agitates the mind. You cannot get a centered or a focused state of mind by breathing fast. And if we're breathing fast all the time, the mind is agitated all the time. Wow, that, that's huge. Now let's pause for a moment about sleep of the five steps that we teach sleep being one of them mm -hmm. because it's one of the keys to not only longevity but quality of life and and emotional physical well-being yep. he, he made it very clear although the his um accent was a little heavy when he said it said map he meant mouth breather right did you see that little part or did he mean uh, map I, 
No, um, I don't. I think he probably was saying mouth. Okay. Yeah. The point being that here is one of the keys to quality sleep: being able to breathe. Yes. Through your nose yeah. at night. All night. All night long. All night. Yeah. I know. I'm. I'm a nose breather, and yet I have you know individuals, you know that uh, are in the family, and they are mouth breathers. And I'm like, mm-hmm. when I saw that, I thought, okay, it's an issue. But when it came up that they wanted to intervene with surgery i'm like oh wait a minute yeah let's 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 figure out what's really going on and then he talked about because one of the other steps of our five steps is the power of the mind and mindfulness and meditation yes and he's saying that rapid breathing you're not able to get into that proper state if you're anxious you're breathing fast you're breathing hard and everyone knows that if you want to calm someone uh, it's great with children you just have them breathe slowly in out slowly and this is something that in that state of of uh, an emergency or of a panic you want to do that but you want to do it all day long all day long right 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 it'll make everything uh reach a different level in terms of just calmness and um i think increasing your focus as a result of what your your task is absolutely Let's see what else he has to say here. Anything else? So we're looking at the mind, asthma, sleep, pre-match. Yeah, and you could say, well, this is a miraculous thing altogether. Well, let's explore the science. Let's explore it. Wow, that that was very cool. So, you know, the point being that you look at some of these different guys, and, and of course, a lot of people, this guy's a good marketer, Wim Hof. This is a guy. So he, he talks about breathing, right? Relax oh, yeah. to the deepest. He's a... Lie down, sit down. He's something whatever else, this guy. Takes, relax. But you and I talked about... Are you ready? He doesn't Here distinguish between mouth breathing. He Wrong mostly does one. mouth breathing. He, he personally in. does mouth breathing. When Breathe he, but he says it doesn't matter. Breathe in. One way or the other. Breathe His focus out. is on the actual Go breathing. The flow. Breath holds. The breath. Controlling the breath. Managing, you know, um, in, you know your use of... Your breath as a as a tool. He's a guy that's hiked Mount Everest in shorts and in tennis shoes. You know, I mean, you know, that's what he's done. Right. My question to you was, and you answered. Let, let's pose that again for the audience. Couldn't you still do the breathing exercise through the nose that he's teaching, and take your physiology to a whole new level why should we teach people how to become mouth breathers when we're trying to move away from that yeah he he is been in controversy with the the patrick McEwens of the world the david nesters of the world the stig sievertsons of the world but he has a whole different agenda he's an extreme athlete and the things that he does you know with ice bath you know uh, holds i mean he swims underneath the uh, the um, ice covered lakes and he does it longer than anyone else. Uh, he, it's amazing what he does. So he's very much focused on the extreme athletic um, accomplishments. Well, well, I know he's he's also, how shall I say, taking a few people on expeditions and they didn't come back. I mean, and also, how old is he? <laughs> I have a comment, and, and this, this is kind of maybe, maybe not a fair criticism, but... I know where you're going. How old is Wim Hof? it say here let me just see how old is wim hoff wim hoff is 61 years old 
Yeah, he's younger than both of us. That boy looks ancient. He looks old. He looks like that body's I, been I, you to You don't have a picture ringer. of him, but if you want to show the guy. You want me to show <laughs> Here, let, let's show him. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's put him, himself through the ringer. He really has. Which, which I, you know, look, it's one thing to age gracefully and another thing to age in a, a manner that uh, I would like to measure his biological age, you know what I mean? And, and kind of just... Here. That would be interesting. Yeah, here. There he is images? In the right there. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know what picture you want to show, but here, here we go. I mean, he looks, he looks severely wrinkled. He, he just he looks, looks a little worn out. Like the boy has been through the ringer. <laughs> and he has. Yeah. I mean, the things that he's done are, are amazing. Can't take that away from him. And not, and I'm not trying to. Yeah. I'm just questioning to what extent, what therapies are realistic. And I know he's big for shocking the body with cold and, you know, and mm -hmm. jumping in the water. And I know there's a lot of Europeans, they go from hot to cold sure, spas. Sure. And, and there's a lot of efficacy that to that. So let's embrace the things that make sense. And let's, let's be careful of things that don't make sense. Uh, and once again, I, I, I'm going to look. Th this guy you brought to my attention. Let's get into Stig yeah. Severson. wants to establish just how exceptional Stig's heart rate control is at the test center. The requirements for this are two average people to act as controls, heart rate monitors, and small water tanks. Take a really big deep breath. When you're ready, give me a thumbs up. The length of breath hold isn't important. Okay, go. It's the heart's reaction when breathing stops that the scientists are monitoring. When the lungs are unable to breathe, the brain panics and adrenaline is released. The heart rate soars, raising oxygen consumption. But Stig appears to override this automatic reaction. That's interesting, the heart rate started almost the, the same for each of them. Mm -hmm. The first control, Emmy, can't fight the body's natural desire to breathe after just 13 seconds. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not for me, it's all about anxiety, actually. Yeah, heart rate really high. The normal heartbeat is between 60 and 100 beats per minute. Emmy's rocketed to 125, a clear indicator of panic. What we do under anxiety is we hyperventilate, we breathe even more. So she's gone under, holding her breath, but her body is saying, breathe more, breathe more. And that's why she's come up so quickly. Mm. James has gotten past the anxiety. Yeah. Let's see how well he does. The second control, James, manages 32 seconds. Oh, Dropped. oh there we go. go. Well done. James lasted longer as his heart rate did not rise due to anxiety. But he was still unable to override the body's inbuilt reflex to breathe. For James, when he's underwater, it's not the low oxygen. It's the high carbon dioxide that makes you breathe. When the carbon dioxide goes up, it sends a signal to the brain, and that drives the breathing reflex. But if you can suppress that and just relax for a bit more, your body can actually hold its breath and, and take that high carbon dioxide level for much longer than your mind might tell you. It seems that Stig has somehow tapped into that and managed mm -hmm. to sort of exploit it. And he seems to be demonstrating Whoa. that. There we go. Wow. Stig. <laughs> the heart rate was actually falling dramatically. It went down to the low 30s. Yes. But also, Amazing. look, as soon as he gets out of the water, heart rate goes right that. back yeah. up. Needs to recover. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yes. beautiful response. Yep. So are you thinking about lowering your heart rate, or is that just happening when you put your head in the water? It's both. It's a trained response, but also when you kind of have a dialogue with your heart, you can make it beat slower. Dialogue and, with your yeah, heart. Kind of a different, more subtle way. I love way. that. So, 
let's evaluate what we just reviewed there, um, Steve. And tell me about what what he just did. Yeah, the this gentleman is a is a is a world champion record holder in um, free diving. Okay, he's somebody that's held his breath for longer than twenty minutes. Oh, now I. You know, I'm excited when I can get to three minutes, and that's pretty good for the average person. Sure. But he has learned how to, uh, the, the, the words that he's shared were, um, he can communicate with his heart. And I don't even know necessarily what that means, but he can calm his system down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He can override the, the feeling of gasping for air because of that carbon dioxide building up. Mm -hmm. He can override that. And he does it through the training that he teaches and that he's obviously taught himself. But it, the body panics. When it's not breathing, the body panics. And like the, the young lady who first came out of the water, adrenaline was shooting through her body. And she could have held her breath longer. She can hold her breath for longer than 13 seconds. Sure. But she, her body panicked and she had to come out. She could not resist that strong urge to breathe. And this fellow, what he teaches is he teaches people how to calm the whole system so that you can do more with what you have available. I don't even know if he teaches nose breathing because I've never seen him talk too much about it. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. I, I've never seen him talk too much about it. If you saw when he took his breath mm -hmm. um, to go under, he breathed through his nose. But he has a very unique way of breathing. You That's how he does his breathing before he does his holds. And that's, there's a name for that. I don't know. I don't recall what it is. Okay. But um, the panic feeling that you get when you can't breathe triggers all sorts of things. And your body goes into panic mode. It goes into anxiety mode. <laughs> Adrenaline shoots through your body. And you don't want that. No. You know, you know, the lion's not chasing you in that moment. You're right. just holding your breath a little longer than you're comfortable with. And these guys teach, they all teach a similar thing in that manage how you breathe different ways but it ends up being the same thing and i it's been well stated that most people are not conscious about breathing itself no. and that oftentimes we get so into the stress of the day we forget to breathe and we don't realize how important our breathing is to even our mental control or ability to deal with stressful situations so mm -hmm. i think it's important that as we kind of embark on human performance or beyond human performance, or we'll call it super performance, superhuman performance, as some Absolutely. are saying, you know, one of the things that I wanted to bring forth to the, the listeners and the viewers is that we can improve beyond no matter what age you are. That's right. And the key is to kind of really dial in where you're at with your blood, your circulation, your mm -hmm. your health, your immune system. Here we can actually see over time, because that blood's been sitting there a good hour, you see these little microbes. Now, I was talking with Dr. Anil Bashnev today, and there's a whole science of dentistry and microscopy, molecular biology, and looking at microbes that form in the mouth, and the mouth relates to the gut and the gut relates to the immune system and it, it's all interrelated you can't separate the importance of mind body spirit and and when you see these and these are living organisms you see this right here yeah that's a living have i ever shown you this this is a living well, you organism. showed me a few months ago but you know I'm looking at it again here. And what is that thing? Well, they, looks like a worm. Well, yeah, they culture. By the way, you're you're not alone. I mean, think about it. The body 
has over 30 trillion bacteria, 50 trillion human cells, and we have over 200 trillion viruses in our body. <laughs> we actually have more viruses and bacteria than human cells. We're, we're occupied. We are. And without them, <laughs> there are good and bad viruses and bacteria. Sure. And without these so-called good viruses that actually can penetrate uh, pneumonia, which is a very dangerous pneumonial bacteria, it can penetrate and stop and uh, alleviate. So what we're beginning to realize is the foods that we eat, the fiber, there's fermented and unfermented fiber. There's the gut biome. There's how does it relate to the immune system and the brain and the neurology. We've actually learned a lot for those of us who have focused in my team of scientists and doctors and educators to make sense of this and how it all interrelates. Even by the end of the show, you and I were going, wow, look at how that all ties in together. Now we have yes. one more part to the puzzle. Another part. Which is Beautiful. that oxygen through Beautiful. proper breathing. I hope we motivated everyone watching this show. <laughs> and I, I did bring a, a blood test kit because you want to do a follow-up on your blood hormone levels for thyroid. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that because everyone, depending on their age, their stress levels, their diet, their exercise, their mindfulness, their meditation, they may be at the peak of their hormone levels or at the decline. And we're only as old as the level of our hormones. We're only as old oh. as of our ability of our mitochondria, which is has stems from a history of, if you will, microbes. They're actually believed to be kind of embedded into our body that weren't part of the original human cells. So it's interesting that our hmm. energy production comes about because of mitochondria. Now we know we must boost mitochondria. We know we must have a high level of chromosome release to repair the body so all of this depends on regular intervals of testing uh, we haven't seen each other for a couple months right mm -hmm. you've been busy i've been busy but you're about due and i said steve you got to come over he said nick you're so busy your office keeps saying there's no time i, I know, said listen I come on in we're, we're, we're going to get you in. we're going to even talk about this with your permission <laughs> so you've been a great <laughs> incredible guest and i just want to encourage those of you who want to get involved with the coaching program, there is an eligibility. We don't just accept everyone for good reason. Some people aren't ready to be coached yet. They're just not. True. But we have free programs for them and we have uh, additional options. And then those who are ready for higher level coaching, it's ready, we're available. We'll plug you into the most advanced coaching program you've ever imagined. And all with that, I'm giving you with this show a free book immune rejuvenation that is not censored get it now before it maybe does get censored because we're telling you things that no one out there in the general public quite arguably is talking about right oh they're not they're not i mean they're not not Trust in me. the doctor's offices, not in the general public i pay attention i talk to a lot of people in a lot of different worlds and activities that i do very rare information Guys, you know what? We, we love you all. And, and I think that when you go to the nickdelgado.com and you apply for the personal coaching, just click on coaching. Right now we're on live stream. Whenever I do a live stream, you can click on that. I would encourage you to also do the hormone quiz and uh, check out the videos and the incredible uh, services, including some of the work Elevate is doing. And we have a whole list of testimonials and options and educations. It's kind of exciting. You know, I, I've been doing this for 43 years. 
And to me, it never gets old. I, I, I just every day thrill and every week of all the things. And if you just go through my video library alone, which we have certain parts of the videos that are, shall I say, um, set aside for only our coaching clients for good reason. Uh, not that it's so controversial. It's just, why don't we just say the general public isn't ready for it because there's certain entities out there that are not ready. One of my favorite shows I did recently was about a 111 year old man who uh, follows most of these principles. He's passed a couple years ago since. You got to check out that Bernardo Lopello. He lived to 114 years and you can learn things about, you know, what he did and what I learned from him. And I study what I study is the healthiest people in the world. I look for the healthiest there people and I figure out what has traditional medicine left out? What can we add to enrich people's lives? And then I work with people from the emotional level, letting go of anger, jealousy, hurt, timeline therapy, NLP. I call it neuro reprogramming because it takes the best of everything Tony Robbins does and more. And so, you know, if, if you really want to be a peak performer, I can't imagine you doing it without a coach, someone to mentor you we need mentors we right need, if you're serious about change you know get somebody who can help you get somebody who knows what they're doing get somebody who's done it already yeah yeah i mean it makes sense yeah right right and, and it's 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 a common thing that we all are looking for something better uh sometimes we just want to stay where we're at because it's safe but to get to that next level if you're ready to step forward just come to nickdelgado.com Fill in the information. Within 48 hours, we'll be back to you. It's just very simple. And we'll ask a few quick questions. And we'll bring you on to a rather evolved program that we're ready to take you to the next level. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Elevate. Thank All the good people out there. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. I got to tell you, the new coaching program has come out. And we're excited about the coaching program. Because the coaching program is at nickdelgado.com, we'd love to help to guide you, to coach you on your health journey. And now you can apply for the special coaching program. And you can also get our special book, Immune Rejuvenation. Just leave your name and email, and you're going to get one of the best books written on this whole subject. We are excited to know, end, and I got to tell you that you know, the whole idea of immune rejuvenation has come.